0: Thanks for tuning in to the Renew Life Church Lubbock podcast today. We hope this message encourages you as you allow God's Word and His presence to change your life. All right, good morning. Everybody grab a seat, get some extra coffee. Y'all doing good? Man, worship was amazing today. Can we give our worship team a big hand clap? They're so awesome. So thankful. You guys blessed me this morning. I just... uh, Sometimes I'll do this. I know it's weird, but sometimes I'll look around the room and just watch people worshiping. I told you it's kind of weird, um, but it really does. I just love seeing people worship and press into God, and man, it just really, really blessed me um, that, our, that that you guys at church, we were just, I could feel us pursuing and pressing in this morning, and um, I, I believe this, God did something in you today that you may not even know about he did something amazing in you, just in worship, just in the, 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 the way that you lifted your hands and the way that you blessed his name, and the, even the way that you sang out of tune. It, it invited his spirit in um, to do a work in you. Um, some of y'all are like, quit talking about yourself. I'm, I'm, I sing in tune all the time. Right, Tony, you sing in tune? You want the mic? You want to just share with people how good you are right now? Just, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <clears throat> um, well, hey, open up your Bible to 1 Timothy chapter 6. We're going to get there in just a second. Um, but, but today, I want to continue to talk to you about pursuit. Everyone say pursuit. I want to talk to you around the idea of pursuit. You know, last week, we, we really dove into this, this subject and talking about what it looks like to pursue God, what it looks like for Him to be top priority in our life. And, and really, I, I asked this question, you know, what, as the people of God, what are we actually pursuing? As believers in Jesus, followers of Jesus, people who are in pursuit of God, like what what are we actually pursuing in the top spot of our life? So we're gonna continue to talk about that today, but first I wanna read some scripture out of 1 Timothy chapter six. This is Paul, he's talking to his son in the faith, Timothy, and he says this, he says, yet true godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. True godliness with contentment is itself great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into the world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. But people who long to be rich fall into temptation and are trapped by many foolish and harmful desires that plunge them into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil. What is Paul doing with Timothy here? He's He's really speaking to him about, I think, one of the greatest temptations in competition to God in our life, and that's money. We just all have to be, be honest. There's not one person in this room today that doesn't want more money. I, that little baby over there wants more money right now. I don't even know. It just, some in it wants more money. It, it, money is not evil. Notice scripture says it's, it is the love of money that is the root of all evil. Paul's talking to him about money, but I believe this applies to more things than just money. He's really telling Timothy here, anything that competes with God will lead you to places you don't wanna go, will lead you into pursuing things that you don't need to pursue in your life. He goes, he goes on to say, um, and some people, notice, he says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, and some people craving money have wandered from the true faith and pierce themselves with many sorrows. I love this next verse in, in verse 11. He says, but you, Timothy, are a man of God. He speaks to Timothy's identity. And he says, hey, he, what he's saying is, you're different, Timothy, you're a man of God. You're a man of the kingdom. You're a man of my ways. He says, you, Timothy, when you can go ahead and put your name there. But you, Andre, you're a man of God. <laughs> but you, Pearlie, you're a woman of God. He goes on to say, so run from all these evil things. Pursue righteousness. Come on, can we say those two words? Say pursue righteousness. Pursue righteousness in a godly life. Along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight for the true faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you, which you have declared so well before many witnesses. You know, when the Lord began to, to, to talk to me about the word pursuit, uh, I felt like he broke this word down into two different words. He, he, the word pursuit became pursue it. Pursue it. And then the, the question that followed after he showed me that was this, what is your it? See, what, what, what is our it as believers? As you sit here today, right now, right now in this moment, what is your it? What's the it that you're pursuing? Um, I, I know we're in church today, and I know we're full of worship, and I know we feel uh, full of faith and, and, and all those things, and, and, and there, there's not one person in here that, doesn't, that would not want to believe this about themselves. We want to believe that our it is God. Well, Pastor, I'm glad you're asking about my it. It's God. It's for sure God. And... I just want you to consider that maybe it's not. I know that's super encouraging today. I know that you feel the faith in the room as I say that. But I really want you to evaluate and consider, what if the thing that you're pursuing, I'm talking about the it in your life, what if it's actually not him? I'm not saying you're not in a relationship with him. I'm not saying that you don't love him. I'm not not saying you're not pursuing him at all. I'm, I'm just saying, is he your it? I'm not talking about relationship today, I'm talking about pursuit. Pursuit. Would you, look, would you be able to look at your life, maybe I should say it this way, would you be able to look at your calendar and your bank account and say, I'm pursuing God? Is he the it? The reason I, I, I want you to consider that maybe it's not him is because I've seen that in life there's a lot of things that can can. Sneak their way into the it position. Almost just subconsciously they get there. Why? Because there are life problems. There are family problems. There are mistakes that we make. There are successes that we experiences. There's all kinds of things that we go through. And you know what all those things do? They influence your it. They influence your pursuit. What do I mean? Well, if you're you're, you're going through a problem in your life, guess what you want to happen? You want that problem to stop. Come on, am I not preaching to anybody? If you're going through an issue in your life, you want it to quit. You want it to get fixed. So we can be going through a problem in our life, and because we want it to be fixed so bad, our it becomes the answer to that problem. I'm not really pursuing God, I'm pursuing the fix. I want to feel better. I want to get out of this season. I want to drive a different car. I want to make more money. The, the, I want to start my own business. And they can, be, they can be bad things, and they can even be good things. And they will occupy and influence the place that only God is made to occupy. We're going through family problems, relational problems. Heck, we, even, we, we will make a mistake, and we will say things in our head like, I'm never making that mistake again. And then we begin to pursue a life that would never make that mistake again. We want success, and so we begin to pursue our it becomes all the things that will give us success. Oh, we experience a little bit, bit of success and we like it. And now success becomes our it. More, more, more. I'm guessing, I'm guessing that's you. All those things happen in your life, they happen to me. One of the main things we talked about last week is how discontent can lead to us pursuing things we should not pursue. This is why Paul, when he starts out and he's talking to Timothy, he says, he says, godliness with contentment is great wealth. Why is it great wealth? Man, because when you are content and you are fulfilled and you are satisfied, You keep your eyes on Jesus. See, discontent, man, it has a way of having you pursue things you do not need to pursue. It has a way of stealing your it. I brought this up last week, but we, we can get really discontent with the car that we drive. We can get discontent with the house that we live in. We can get discontent with the person we're married to. We can get discontent with the fact that you're 35 and still single. We can get discontent with the list goes on and on and on, and we can get so discontent that all of a sudden, you know what? I love God, and I'm pursuing him, but I'm going to kind of lay him aside, and I'm going to fulfill this desire that, that, that would actually bring contentment to my life. And if we're not careful, something takes the place of him. Can I just say this to you today? There is only one who deserves first place in your life, and it's your Heavenly Father. There's there just one, one man and one thing that deserves the, the, the first place in your life, the thing that you're called to pursue, and it's God and his kingdom. I know that sounds elementary, and I know that sounds like something you've heard since you were in elementary, but it's true. He is the one we are called to pursue. He is the one we were made to pursue. And I, I, this, this, this is how I like to hear it. You don't get to pursue anything else if, you, if you're following Jesus, That's what I felt like Paul was saying to Timothy. Hey, you know all the money stuff or whatever? Sorry, bro, you don't get to do that. What do you mean, Paul? You're a man of God. You're called to pursue something else. I'll take care of the rest. Happens to be a pretty awesome scripture about that. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and he'll add everything unto you. So I wanna continue to talk around, all right, I get it, Keith. Pursue him. Put him in first place. Pursue his kingdom. <clears throat> the question I want to answer today is how. How do we do that? How do we actually pursue? What does it look like to pursue God? What does it look like to pursue his ways? What does scripture say about our pursuit of him? Because the last thing I want to do is I, want to, I don't want to leave you with... Um, hey, pursue God, and then you're like, all right, and then you just go start running around in a field somewhere, and you're like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just, I think I'm pursuing him, you know? This is kind of weird. I want to give you some practical steps, some ways to actually pursue him in, in, in the way that I think he's, he's calling us to pursue. So let's pray. Lord, we, we, we ask you to just be here with us, Holy Spirit, that you would lead us, that you would guide us into your truth, the truth of this word today, and uh, we welcome you here. Teach us and guide us in Jesus' name. Everybody said amen. Amen. The title of my message today is Give In and Say Yes. Give in and Say Yes. Um, I think every every one of us in here, we we know what it means to pursue something. Uh, But just to give you a quick definition, the word pursue, it it means to follow someone or something in order to catch them or in order to catch it. Um, See, when we're when we're in pursuit of something, we're running after something to obtain it. That's what the word pursue means. We're seeking after it to get it. Um, we've all been in pursuit of something or someone in our life before. If you're married in here today, at some point, both of you were in pursuit of one another. Maybe one more than the other. Hey, but if you're married, you gave in, right? You gave up, you gave in, and you said yes. You, but but that, that, was a, that, that was a moment of of pursuit. If you've, a lot of guys, you can definitely resonate with this. Um, if you've ever had a hobby or, or this new thing you wanted to get better at, you know what pursuit is. You're buying the new fishing rod. You're buying the next new bow that comes out. You're buying a new set of golf clubs every year. You're, you're starting to go to the range. What, what are you doing? You, you have this passion, you have this hobby and you are in pursuit of it. You're in pursuit of getting better. Uh, I, I think one of, the, one of the examples that I, I think uh, is the, the greatest analogy for pursuit for me is, is my kids asking me for something. How many parents do we have in here? You know what pursuit, you know what annoying pursuit looks like. Kids are resilient, aren't they? My kids, when they want something, number one, they have no problem asking for it. They have no problem with what time of day it is. And, it, and, it, and, it's, and it's, they, they don't mind asking over and over and over and over again. Has anybody ever experienced this ever before? Thank you. Kids know how to ask. And, and, and it can be, it, it's like, I don't, I don't know what's going on in their mind, but it's like nothing else exists except that one thing. And it can be as dumb as an ice cream cone and they act like they've never had ice cream ever before in their life. Like we go to Jason's Deli. Come on, somebody gotta love Jason's Deli and that free ice cream. Everyone makes fun of me because it's like, you gotta be over 60 to go to Jason's Deli. I'm like, no you don't, and you can still go to the salad bar if you're 38 too. How about that? <clears throat> um, they're, 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 they're asking, they're in pursuit of something, and, and what, what happens? They won't stop until, what do you do as a parent? Until you say yes. Until you give in. And you just say, all right, fine, yes. What is that? It's pursuit. There are plenty of scriptures. There are plenty of stories in the Bible that talk about how our pursuit of the father should look like a kid asking their parent for something. Ask, seek. Knock, be that persistent neighbor that annoys the, you remember the parable where the the neighbor comes over and he's annoying his neighbor at night to give him some food because he's got people coming over. And the scripture teaches that if you'll just stay persistent and keep pursuing, what, that God will actually answer your prayers. And I believe that to be 100% true. I I believe that, that we should pursue God that way, but I actually wanna flip it today and I want you to realize that it's not just us pursuing God like that, God's actually pursuing you like that. And I'm not, I'm not saying that God is a kid, and we're the parent, but a, but a lot like our kids, He comes to us and He asks us over and over and over again, and he knocks on the door of our life and the heart of our heart, uh, the door of our hearts, and, 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 and he comes at us and he, and he, and he prods and he pricks and, he, and he, he gets in there and he messes with stuff. And you know what he's looking for? He's looking for you to give in and say yes. I need you to hear this today and believe this today. Right now, as as real as you are and as real as you sit here today, God is in pursuit of you in some area of your life. He's pursuing something in you right now. This is is the way that he works. He comes and and, and he, he pursues the deepest part of our soul. And just like a kid that says, can I have that, can I have that, can I have that, God comes and says, can I have that, can I have that, will you give that to me, will you lay that down for me, will you live for me in this way. He comes to us and he he continually pursues and he continually knocks and he he comes to us and says, "Um, hey, I want you to take this step of faith this moment in your life, I want you to take a big step of faith. He comes to us and he, and he, and he kind of he taps us on the shoulder and said, hey, um, that sin that you continue to do over and over and over again, it's time, will you give that to me? What is he doing? He's pursuing us. <clears throat> hey, you know that spiritual discipline that you know you're supposed to, should be in your life by now that I've been talking to you about for a decade? You want to kind of, <laughs> How about we do that? That'd be good, right? And he continually talks to you and talks to you and talks to you about it. Obviously, you know what, what is required is an open heart to him. You can shut him up if you want to. You can shut him off if you want to. Some of y'all are like, but doesn't God tell us what to do? Yeah, sometimes he does, but a lot of times he asks. Why? Why would he ask? Why does he come and ask us? Because he wants you to choose him. He's not into making you do anything. Come on. He, he, he's a gentleman. And he comes and he says, Will you? Will you lay down your will and go with mine? What, what, is, what is God actually doing? He's pursuing us. How do I know this to be true? I don't have, I, I got this scripture this morning. James 4 8 says this, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Let me say it this way. Pursue God and God will pursue you. I've, I've, I've heard, I've seen, I've seen this scripture demonstrated this way. When we draw, if God is over here, when we draw near to him, he draws near to us. If we will take the first, if we just draw near, we get two steps closer to God. We get one step with ours, and we get another with his. This pursuit, he's pursuing something in you. What's he pursuing in you right now? What is God pursuing in you right now? In fact, that's an amazing question to spend time with the Lord with this week. And ask him, you need to get out your phone right now so you'll remember this. I'm going to wait hey, I do a lot of studying and I believe this will really, really help you. Ask God this question. What are you pursuing in me? What are you pursuing in me? God, what, what, are, you, what are you pursuing? In, what, do you, what do you want in my life? Here's why all of this matters today. Here's why I'm, 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 I'm letting you in on, on what I believe God is doing because when I was spending time with him, we were talking about this idea of pursuit. I said, Lord, I, I know you're the one to pursue. I know we should not be pursuing other things. But what exactly, when, it, when, you, when you mean pursue you and pursue your kingdom, uh, I was just being very honest with the Lord. I'm like, you know, that's actually a lot of things. Like if I just say pursue God and pursue his kingdom, you're like, cool, uh, where do I start? There's a lot of things to pursue in the kingdom. When when Paul tells Timothy, pursue righteousness and a godly life. Godly life's a lot of things. Like, Lord, what what do we pursue? And I felt like he just gave me this amazing statement. He said, pursue what I'm pursuing in you. He said, you want to know what to pursue in your life? He said, pursue what I'm pursuing in you. What do I mean by that? <laughs> Let me break that down. What I mean is what is he talking to you about? What, what is he saying to you right now? What's he poking at? What, what, what's, what is a spiritual leader in your life actually pointing to? Because I find, here's what I find. If, if I'll pursue what he's pursuing in me, I have a different grace on my life to actually accomplish it. Come on, that's way better than you you think. If you'll pursue what he's actually pursuing in you, you'll have the strength and the favor and the grace to actually accomplish what he's actually in pursuit of. Now, you can open your Bible and you can pick something something in there and be like, I'm gonna pursue that. And I, I would say this, if you don't hear God saying anything, do that. Don't sit around and not pursue. Pick something and go after it. Because we were made to pursue something. So there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. But I, I'm, I'm in a room with mature believers today. And, and I think the next step is that we don't just pursue anything, but we pursue what he's pursuing in us. Lord, what do, you, what, do you want in, what do you want to do in me? What are you pruning in my life right now? What kind of step of faith are you asking me to go after here? What, what do you want me to accomplish? What's my mission in the kingdom? What are you in pursuit of? God, what are you pursuing in me? It's there. I think it's there where we find life, where we find this, <clears throat> I don't know, this uh, energy, this strength to actually go after something so the question it then becomes all right I'm supposed to pursue what he's pursuing in me um how do I know what he's pursuing in me uh I there's a reason why like I'll tell you this if I told y'all that next week I'm going to preach four weeks on hearing God you would come you wouldn't miss a Sunday. Um, by the way, the next four weeks, I'm going to be preaching about hearing God. <clears throat> it's one of the most intriguing and interesting topics that that believers, are, that, that believers like. They, they, they see anything online, anybody talking about it, come on, raise your hand if this is you. It's like, anyone talks about hearing God, you may have heard, okay, two people. We need repentance in this church, all right? <clears throat> We, we, we want to hear God. That's what we want. Even if we already do, we want to hear him more clearly. We want to experience new things. It is, it is there. It is there that, it can, that people will experience their biggest struggles. Many believers, they, they, they would say, if I asked you, I said, do you hear God? They're like, uh, Not really. So when a preacher gets up and preaches a message about pursuing what he's pursuing in you and pursuing about what he's talking about to you, you sit there and go, I don't know what he's saying. How am I supposed to pursue what he's pursuing in me if I don't even know what he's pursuing? I don't even know what he's saying. And I wanna just kind of give you a couple of steps today. How do you find what God is pursuing in you? Number one, you have to to pursue the places where Jesus can be found. If you want to find out what he's pursuing in you, you have to pursue the places where Jesus can be found. What do I mean by that? The story of Zacchaeus, what do we see in his life? We see a man who heard that Jesus was coming to town, and he got in the road that he was going to walk by, and that was not good enough. So he climbed the sycamore tree, and why? Because he was five three, and he got up there. So what? So he could see Jesus. What do we see? I tell you what I see. I see pursuit. He pursued the place where Jesus might walk by. He pursued the place where Jesus would be found. And because of his pursuit, Jesus walks up to Zacchaeus and says, I don't know who you are, but I want to go to your house today. And, Jesus, and Zacchaeus gets down from the tree. They go to his house, the, 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 the chief tax collector, the guy that nobody else likes. And we don't have a, a huge account of what happens. We don't, even, we don't even see that Jesus preaches any gospel, says anything to Zacchaeus. All we see is Jesus goes to his house and Zacchaeus goes uh, if I've stolen from anybody, I'm gonna pay back 10 times as much. And because Zacchaeus pursued a place that Jesus would be found, Jesus pursued the very thing in him that needed to be pursued. He met, he met Zacchaeus right where he needed to meet him. And he pursued this place of repentance. And he gives his life to the Lord that day. A real man gave his life to Jesus right there on the spot. What do we see? We see someone who got to a place where Jesus might walk by. The same is true with the woman with the issue of blood. She tried all kinds of things to fix her problem. Oh, come on, you see it? But she heard there was a man coming. She heard that Jesus was gonna walk by. And she went into the street, she pushed through the crowd, and she reached out and grabbed the hem of his garment. What do you see there? I see pursuit. I see someone pursuing the Lord. I see someone pursuing the location where he might be found, where he might walk by, where, his, where, where, where her miracle might come. And she reaches out and touched the hem of his garment, and what happens? Healing pursues her body. See, you, you know what you need to realize today? Um, God already proved he's in constant pursuit of you. You see, you can't, <laughs> you can't out-pursue God. And many would argue that it's your pursuit first. It's not. He's the one who pursued first. He pursued you first the moment He sent Jesus to the Earth. The thing we'll be celebrating in a couple of weeks. It is a picture of His pursuit for humanity. It is an open invitation of, of pursuit. God literally came and He sent Jesus and said, "There's my pursuit. Will you respond?" We see it in the miracle of the woman with the issue of blood. How, what do we see? She got healed when she touched his garment and Jesus didn't even know who it was. Jesus didn't make a, con- a conscious decision to heal her. He had already made the decision to heal her. Come on, are you hearing me today? He's already in pursuit of you. And if we'll just reach out by faith and if we'll just pursue a little bit, if we'll just draw near to God, he will draw near to you. His, his answer, his fulfillment, his fulfillment, The satisfaction you're looking for, the living water that can only be found in Him, the nourishment that can only be found by doing the will of the Father—it is already there for the taking. He's in pursuit of you, and if you will just get, if you will just pursue the places where He might walk by, you'll start to hear Him, and you'll start to you'll start to figure out what He's actually pursuing in you. You say, "Well, Pastor, what 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 are those places?" They're the places that you already know about. They're places of solitude and intimacy. What what should you pursue? What are the places you should pursue? The place of prayer. The place of worship. Oh, maybe the biggest one? You should pursue the place of his word. Come on. It's scripture. It is Jesus. You, You pursue his word, he is the word. You want to know the places that Jesus has walked by the most in my life when I open up that word. When I open up that Bible and I hear what he already has said. When I pursue the things in his word that were not just written for people thousands of years ago, but were written for me. And when I pursue the places where he might walk by, when I pursue the places where Jesus can be found, all of a sudden I will bump, in, I will bump into him Isn't it amazing when you bump into Jesus? When you, when you run into him and he meets you on a Monday when you've been feeling like crap and you hadn't been following him at all? Even as a pastor, hadn't even been reading my Bible. And I open up the word and there's Jesus pursuing me, wanting me, loving me, wanting to give me his favor, wanting to show me his grace, wanting to bless me with his mercy. And his loving kindness and his tenderness. And he's there. And if I'll just go to the places where he might walk by, all of a sudden I find out oh, that's what you're saying. Oh, that's what you're pursuing. Oh, that's what you want. And you know what the the best part is? Sometimes he doesn't want anything, he just wants you. Welcome to my presence today. No pruning, no pruning on this Wednesday. Just joy. Just, just experience my kindness and grace. We get, we overcomplicate things, don't we? We overcomplicate following him. We overcomplicate his ways and his kingdom. And they are complex. And they're amazing, and his kingdom's amazing. Many facets. But there is a simplicity that is found in him. And you know what? It's going to be preached from this platform and most platforms you ever go to. It never gets away from these few things. Read your Bible, worship God, pray to him. What do I, I mean by pray? Talk to him. Talk to him. Let him talk back. Well, well, pastor, I've I've tried that. I've tried to do all those things and I I still can't seem to hear him. Keep, Keep pursuing the places where he can be found. By faith, show up to that place and climb up that tree and just see if he might come up there and say, hey, I wanna go to your house today and by faith you show up, and by faith you show up, and by faith you show up. I I didn't hear God 15 years ago the way that I hear him now. But I kept pursuing. And it's in those moments where he breaks through. I want you to see it this way. If you'll just show up to the places where he can be found, he'll start... (laughs) he will start gently taking a sledgehammer out (laughs) and breaking up your heart. That's what he'll do. And if there are places that are hard that are keeping you from hearing him, there are places that you just, whatever, he will gently chip away. And if you'll just keep showing up and showing up, and showing up. Why do I got to keep showing up? Because you're a man of God, Timothy. That's why. You're, leave the money to everybody else. Pursue him in the kingdom. I'll take care of you, God says. Why? Just pers- He is the it. His ways are your it. It's as simple as that. The last thing that you have to do in that place is once you start to hear him talk, you give in and you just say yes. You give in and you say yes. Lord, you want me to forgive? <sighs> okay. You start with an okay with a question mark and then you say okay. You give in and you say yes. I'll close with this idea. Pursuit in the kingdom starts first with a surrender of your will and a yes to his. Once you hear what he's saying, pursuit in the kingdom, pursuit of God, it starts first with a surrender to your will, a surrender to his will, a surrender of your will and a surrender to his. See, today, <clears throat> we talk about pursuit. I'm not talking about you leaving here and grinding. Well, I'm about to pursue. I'm about to kick this podium over. I'm about to take over the flipping world. Let's pursue. If you ain't coming with me, I'm leaving you in the dust. And we would take messages. If you're anything like me, you will take messages like this. Man, I'm going to, mm. I haven't been reading my Bible. I'm going to read it two times a day. Watch me. Somebody watch me. Your first step in pursuit is giving up. Pursuit in the kingdom is not grinding. Pursuit is giving up. In other words, Lord, what you're pursuing in in me, I say yes and I'll let you do it. Okay, good, son. Now that means this, and he begins to speak. One of the things, it can be a little thing, and I'll close with this. One of the things he's been telling me to do over the last couple of weeks, he just said, I just felt like he said, I want you to start praying in the spirit more. Praying in the spirit more. Okay. I'm not talking about some big gigantic direction or vision. It's little nudges in your life. He's pursuing, he needs something in you. He needs to do something in you or he needs to do something in the kingdom or in this church or in this world. He said, hey, I need you to pray in the spirit more. All right. Now I could could hear a message or I could go and, and read a scripture and be like, oh man, I need to pray in the spirit more. Paul prayed in tongues more than anybody else. I need to do that. And it can be a good thing to do. Oh, but when he speaks and says, I want you to do it, all of a sudden a grace and a new conviction comes upon what he's actually saying. Oh, Lord, that's what you're pursuing in me? Yep. Now that's what what I'm going to pursue. Thanks again for listening today. If you'd like to join us in person for church, Renew Life meets every Sunday morning at the YWCA at 6501 University Avenue in Lubbock, Texas. For more information on our ministry, check out RenewLifeChurch.com or find us on social media. We hope to see you soon.